0: Hunt. Hunt. That's the best one right there. It's funny, my teammates say you act like you just got out of prison. I said, well,
1: you know, I would be a, mentally a lot sharper at this point had I eaten more cheese. You know, obviously, kind of like a ma- the master in the you know padawan.
0: It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning. What up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, aka big dog. Big, dog, big, dog, big dog. When you listen to the Poor Man's Packers podcast, go pack go. Good night, man! I'm so excited. Let's roll!
1: Let's roll! Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers podcast, the one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I am Spencer. Joined this week, he is back. Hank, first time you're you've joined us since uh, I think before the draft in the spring. Uh, I guess we need an update. How has your summer been going?
2: Yeah, long time, no chat. Um, it's been going well. I'm just selling selling sheds still. So I think that's what I was doing last time we chatted. So just been doing that, um, you know, enjoying the summer. Yeah, okay. hanging out.
1: Wow, cool. That sounds fantastic. I don't think you could be having a better summer than slinging sheds too men and women in Minnesota, right?
2: Well, you could be in Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, I guess that would be a little yeah. bit better. Other than that, we are recording on Sunday, and the big, huge news dropped today with the Chicago Bears. They unveiled their third alternative helmet, this orange one, which looks, I don't know, every it's a lot of teams seem to be going the Oregon route with their uniforms and things lately. Hank, what are your thoughts on this Bears helmet? And would you want the Packers to do something similar to this in the future?
2: Yeah, well, first off, I don't want the Packers to, you know, get it. Yeah, I would prefer they not do that because we've seen, I guess, now what the Bears mm-hmm. look like when mm-hmm. they do it. And they look a lot like the Bengals. Um, you know, even, I don't know, has had the quarterback play a couple reps for them. Um. That was a big Bengals all-time. Andy player. Andy Dalton. So, wouldn't, wouldn't that be, be sad if yeah.
1: like if you could your franchise could describe Andy Dalton as one of the better players in your franchise? That's
2: well, I there's two there's two franchises, or I guess, yeah, two franchises now that can say yeah.
1: that. God, yeah, yeah. unfortunately.
2: <laughs> so um yeah, but I I don't know. Um yeah, I just it's really gross. It feels I don't know. It, it feels like you know, kind of when you're a child and you're first experimenting in the paint app, um, <laughs> and you're just like, "Oh, I'm gonna click fill all here."
1: The the paint
2: sets you back. The <laughs> paint
1: app that was like what the uh, on our computers growing up yeah. in like elementary school. I just remember the blow up, or was that paint? Or no, I'm thinking kids. Uh, was it kids pics or something? Is that what it was called? Where you could like blow up what you were drawing, and it had like the. Uh, like, circular bomb going off in the middle. This is going to hit really well for a couple people, but I guess not you.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if I... Well, I don't... I just... Like, I'm just thinking, like, Microsoft Paint, right? Yeah. Or, like, whatever it was that yeah. was just on the computer, and you could, like, paste in, you know, pictures of the president and, like, just draw on them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe a mustache or a monocle. Yeah. yeah some cool stuff yeah, like that. Yeah,
2: definitely. Uh, yeah, something long and slender.
1: I guess back to the Bears. This has been, I, you know, I don't want to say I feel bad, but maybe I do feel a little bad for them at this point in their fans because, you know, they're one of the more historic franchises in the NFL, and this off season, I don't think their GMs very good. Like I don't think they're heading yeah. in the right path already with the GM and ho- coach combination. There's this helmet stuff which. Yeah, with the Packers, I wouldn't want us to do this either. Like the alternative throwback jersey from last year and what we're going to do the next few years, that's about as far that way as I'd want to go. But Mm -hmm. other than that, too, the stadium shit they're going through, where the owners have bought property out in like Arlington, a suburb in Chicago, so they might move out there. Or the other option is putting a dome on top of Soldier Field, which. It's like, I I can't imagine in an alternative universe, like the Packers going through the same type of shit where you just put a fucking spaceship on top of a very historic stadium. Like Soldier Field has those cool pillars and shit out front. And when they did this latest renovation 10, 15, 20 years ago, whatever, like they even lost accreditation as a historical site because of all the bullshit that they threw on top of that stadium. And now they're talking about a roof. It's like it's I, th- I think Hallis is like rolling in his grave right now. If he knew the shit that was going on with the Bears in 2022.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think this is just a lesson. You know, you lose. This is something coming from someone who's lost quite a bit in his life. Mm-hmm. But like you lose long enough and you become ugly. <laughs> you become what you are, yeah. you know. So I think this is just a franchise that is, you know, shaping around their identity, uh, both literally and metaphorically.
1: Well, I feel like we're almost going through what we did uh, like ten years ago with uh, with the Vikings, where it's like I, you know, Chicago would never lose their team, but it's like God, if you keep going down this path, I wouldn't want to lose Chicago yeah. in a division, or well, I, I don't think it would. Ever and come you to know,
2: that you know who really doesn't want this thing to be built who the birds
1: ah yes all right well yeah uh i guess we can move on from the bears and actually talk about the packers obviously we're like i said earlier getting out of the hiatus the football hiatus we've had all summer training camp starts up on wednesday so we're just gonna go through not the position groups but just some storylines going into training camp you know everyone's getting excited we got a have our little stories getting ready you know to get refamiliarized with this team um before God, I think it's like 50 something yeah. days until the start of uh yeah, actual it's wild. football it's
2: well every, and like i guess up. you're going to have to re- re- familiarize me um ever since devonte got traded um i've been hiding in my shed sulking I just, Fair. I, you know, like, I. this is the thing is, like, I, I don't think I realized, I mean, I think I realized how much I love Devontae, but, like, there was, like, I think that it would have been harder, it was harder for me losing Devante than it was losing Rodgers, when we do. Oh, God. If we had.
1: Yeah, I guess Devontae was just such a... Bam shock, not expecting getting with Rodgers. Now it's like, you know, it's looking like he will retire with the team, so it'll be a slower process and it'll, it won't be an abrupt
2: shock. Like, yeah, well, even was. like if he had got traded last year, like, Rogers? I just think, yeah, like, or like, you know, even if it had been surprising, like, there was something I just like Devontae as a person more. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that I, th- I, th-
1: I, th- I think a like, lot of people he, would, to me, well, Devontae's closer to a normal ass dude rogers is just i even saw like an interview from like 2019 after the season and he's like talking to chris collinsworth or something he's got like a leather jacket on normal hair everything he's just a normal ass dude now it's like you know i still defend rogers but now you look at him and it's like you really are just a different person than what you were (laughs) even two years ago which is fine like i
2: i mean yeah, like, you look, it's almost unrecognizable, the guy from, like, 2008, <laughs> 2010, yeah. you know? Like, I, I um, question if he
1: showers now at this
2: point. He, he just, dude, he just, like, looks like he doesn't, like, he looks like he has no identity.
1: Yeah, well, I I <laughs> I don't I, know, I, I posted... there's, like,
2: so many <laughs> mishmashed, weird sh- things going on. It's, like, it's just, like, you don't even, like, it's, it's like if you go to, you know, McDonald's and you know you're a kid and you don't know any better and you mix every single soda in a cup and then you shake it. Mm-hmm. That's what he looks like right now. <laughs> I
1: guess. Well, I like pointed out before too because uh, I think he was at that crypt. <laughs> he was at that crypto convention and he did wear like a leather jacket and had his hair tied back and had glasses on his stuff and I was like, he looks like Nicolas Cage right now. Like it was not a great look for for Aaron.
2: yeah except yeah except like I would actually want to hang out with Nicolas Cage
1: yeah well they got that movie you could just watch that and it would probably be a similar thing where what? probably yeah
2: (laughs) I just I mean I think it's been well documented that like I'm kind of over yeah you just like I'm just so he's yeah and he's just exhausting I mean he's like don't get me wrong he is like I think he's the best quarterback that ever ever walked the earth you know or I guess right now floating in the clouds, but I've ever floated in the clouds, but I, yeah, there is something that I'm just like, I don't get excited. I don't get excited about the Packers like I used to, because I think a lot of it has to do because of him.
1: Oh God, like shut I, up. God, shut yeah. up. The juice yeah. is worth the squeeze. Don't give me that bullshit. I've heard, no, no. I've heard other podcasts, just, say like, similar, like another pod, Packers podcast yeah. said that if the Packers won the Super Bowl last year, they wouldn't be able to enjoy it as much because of the person Aaron Rodgers is. And it's like, fuck off, man.
2: (laughs) No, I'm not saying like, I just, no, but like, I'm serious. It's not even like a, that was
1: to him, not you.
2: Yeah. But it's not even like a paintbrush. Like I'm not like painting it over with one long broad brush. It's just like, I, there is something that when I like thought he was awesome, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that like I it was like I did enjoy watching him a little bit more like yeah, like that's, that, that's just that's just not a lie that's just how it is you know yeah I guess we had, um, we had think, very
1: little Aaron Rodgers personal life information back then and now it's like okay we we've got too much we have way too much
2: yeah maybe that's <laughs> it maybe that's it is like there was something that was still like I don't know like he was all business yeah all, all football and and like it's not that like also his personal life is fucking weird you know it's, like, it's weird, I think it has man. been
1: fine, but once he got with Danica and she has she like likes crystals and stuff, it's like it, it's yeah, just gotten no, more was, and more weird. To now, you know, his girlfriend being yeah, like called yeah, Blue like Earth I or whatever. I really
2: do think it's like pre Danica, man. Yeah, pre Danica. Yeah, I think I've said that before. Like and like, I guess I sound like like such a whiny little <laughs> right. brat, you know. Like, there's nothing. Like, yeah, it's like it's like one of my superheroes i realized that he's just like kind of the guy who lives in the trailer down the street you know um and talks to teenage girls but you know like part of it is is whining about that but like yeah it's just i'm just tired <laughs> guess, of
1: them yeah i guess we should probably move on to the actual quarterback stuff instead of just bitching about the person yeah like <laughs>
2: again very very happy he's our quarterback but like yeah. i just i you know it's kind of like when you realize that your cool friend that you thought was your cool friend that you like you would be excited to bring around to people when you realize like he was actually kind of cringe yeah um and like then someone told you that that something he did that was cringe and then you saw him do it all the time and you're like oh
1: yeah no that's fair i i battle back and forth if like i'd rather him have the persona of tom brady which is just like you know no (sighs) dude It's so fabricated and his, the media guys he has hired on to do his tweets and shit. I'm just like, "Eh, I don't, I don't know what the best thing
2: is. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Like I, this is like, I like, you know how much I have despised Tom Brady. Yes. Um, and that hasn't changed, you know, like it's not like one, one end of the weird is better than the other.
1: Okay. Well, that's fair. I guess yeah. we can agree on it's that. Like, then at least, that,
2: what's, I'm not good at math. Is a parabola like that?
1: Yeah, I think so. Uh, eventually, yeah, it, yeah. there's a return
2: yeah and then aj and dylan isn't he's in the middle yes he's like the return the ground zero that, the perfection
1: God, we're talking way too much about like these players as people but it, it i would be a little devastated if like it turned out aj dylan was actually like a terrible person because right now it's like man he is just so pure and whatever but okay we need to get back on track here where i wanted to go with the quarterback I, position. i'm just
2: here for character assassination
1: that's yeah that's fair that uh your best comments seemed to be on that anyways <laughs> yeah. um what i wanted to get to was jordan love i think this is personally and i'm sure a lot of people wouldn't like this i just don't think he's the guy i don't think he's ever going to be a very good player in the nfl but as far as the league is concerned this is pretty much his training camp if he doesn't show anything this preseason i once again it'll just be you know put an iron that he's not a very good quarterback even guys like brett hunley and and Graham Harrell were like top quarterbacks who played in the preseason back when they did. And we haven't seen anything close to that for from Jordan Love. So I guess last year I was a little more excited to watch him. And then after seeing more of him last year and in season and just the talk around him, it's hard it's still, to get okay. excited. What? What are you going yeah, okay. to say? So like, like,
2: it is like, OK, so, yeah, it's hard to get excited, right? Um, like, I'm not going to argue that, but I will argue that, like, I don't, like, I know we saw that game against, uh, Kansas city. Right. Yep. Um, but like their defense after that, like did similar things to like some okay quarterbacks, like following that game. Um, and like, like they, their defense was very, very good at following that game. Um, I know so, that game like, they like,
1: switched something with their defensive line to and yes, stuck with it the rest of the year and it seemed to help.
2: Yes. yes. So like I, I want to like put an asterisk on kind of like we've seen more of him because like I just don't know if we've like I don't I, well, I'm not ready to like I, I guess here's my thing is like I'm not ready to write him off because of that one game. Um, And so like I don't know maybe if there's more reports coming out that he's like looked bad that that's something, but I guess I would like to see maybe a little bit more preseason now that we don't have uh, Bert Kentart anymore, <laughs> or what's his name? I don't know. Kurt Banker,
1: we yeah, you guys yeah, didn't yeah. like him very much. Yeah, I mean, um, I know what you are saying about Jordan Love too, but the thing for me, and honestly, what probably the most damning piece of evidence, and it is probably you know reading into it too much, but Devonte Adams, when asked about the move a couple weeks ago. He said, "You know, he's got certain places he wants to go in in his career." And he said, "Jordan Love is a good guy, but uh, you know, I just had to do what was best for me or whatever." The fact that he—it would have been very easy for Devontae Ooh. to say Jordan Love is like a good player or a decent quarterback or anything about his play—and he went with the he's a good guy route, which is was he even, about the was worst he even way asked to go about, about it.
2: Jordan Love. Uh,
1: I think it was just, you know, what played into your decision. Oh. And then he well then brought that, that up.
2: That seems, yeah, I guess, okay, well, man, that I did not know that, so that actually makes me less excited. <laughs> okay, um,
1: there you go. I'm very curious. Yeah, convincing. but,
2: like, also, let's be honest, um, when you go from one MVP player to another MVP player, maybe you're just a little too lucky. <laughs>
1: yeah, no uh what did he say one hall of fame player to another hall of fame i mean i wish there was video of that because he had to have had a smirk on his fucking face when he was saying it
2: (laughs) yeah i hope so yeah
1: uh i Devontae's like we said earlier he's a good dude so i think we could trust him either way um yeah uh moving on to running backs not too much to talk about there Dang, Uh,
2: i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt you i just that is Quite the indictment.
1: <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. It's it's damn. We'll see. We'll see what uh, Jordan loves. It, you know, if he comes out and balls brutal. out this preseason, then who really cares? But we'll see what happens.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Running backs. I don't think there's a bunch to talk about with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. They kind of have their roles solidified. I think a. I think Aaron Jones is going to be, you know, he is the the guy on offense now. I thought of it the other day too with Devontae gone and Bakhtiari being what he is at this point, Aaron Jones, we all talk about him probably being cut next year because his cap number goes to like over $20 million. But he, in my book, is the second most important player on the offense right now. So I still, depending on how the season goes, I wouldn't be shocked to see Aaron Jones come back on maybe a reduced deal, but that's beyond the Mm -hmm. point here. The only real battle for running backs, this uh, training camp is going to be Patrick Taylor versus Tyler Goodson. Tyler Goodson is the undrafted free agent out of Iowa, Iowa with the 9.54 RAS score. Kylan Hill is probably going to start the season on the PUP. And a little bit of information here usually the PUP is six games, it has now been reduced to four games. So, depending on how his uh, rehab is going, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. But we'll have to see what happens. One of the things with preseason, it's like, the very easy battle that like fans can watch is the running backs and who's performing. So that should be interesting, especially with the depth we have on the offensive line. Uh, Hank, do you have any thoughts on the running backs here?
2: No, I always, I uh, always up for a good Raz score.
1: Okay, Oh um, yeah.
2: I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I just know who. I'm going to be rooting for every game.
1: And that's AJ Dillon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on to wide out. Not, I mean, there's a lot to talk about here, but also not that much. We kind of know who's making the roster. The top six guys are pretty much all guaranteed with uh, Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard, Cobb, Amari Rogers, Watson, and Romeo dubs. So it's really, when are the young guys going to show up? It came out on Friday. I believe that Watson is going to start training camp on the PUP list, which just means physically unable to perform when you're on at the beginning of training camp, it's basically just kind of being on IR, but they can take him off at any time. And it sounds like it's not going to be a big deal, but it'll be interesting to see how all of that shakes out with the veterans up top with Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. What's it Mari Rogers going to do this year who from the young guys is going to bust out. Obviously a lot of people, are building up the hype around Romeo dubs, not just Christian Watson and even Rogers brought up Samari Ture. Um, when asked about the young receivers a couple of weeks ago on the Pat McAfee show. So what are you looking for or what are your expectations with the wide receiver position going into this year? Hank? I
2: don't know. I'm not really panicked. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just like, I, I think that like also, like even when we had the best receiver in the league, all I heard was about the wide receiver core. (laughs) Right. You know, like, so I just, I'm again, like just, I'm exhausted by it. You know, you can only pay attention to it for so long. I'm just like, I mean, I am kind of excited to see like also that it's going to have to be up to these guys and, you know, someone like Alan Lazard. And so like, we're going to have to get creative and spread the ball around and, yeah. You know, yeah. not just hope that DeVonte breaks breaks away and yeah. you know gets oops a first down.
1: And a lot of guys have said that too, you know, how Rodgers plays more within the offense when DeVonte is out. So, I guess we'll see how that actually shakes out, but it yeah. we are in a a weird spot with uh with the offense and even the NFC North. I don't uh this is probably stupid to say, but looking at the Vikings, I wouldn't be shocked if at the end of the year, the Packers have a better defense than the Vikings and the Vikings have a better offense than the Packers just based off weapons and everything. But that's probably a terrible statement to put out this early in the season.
2: I like, uh, I like uh, that we have a better offense and defense.
1: (laughs) There you go. Okay. I I hope so. I'm just, yeah, it'll, I'm, Cobb has said this too, how he wishes he had this Rodgers when he was younger because he seems to be a little more, you know, easygoing and stuff. But early in the season, I'm looking forward to seeing Rodgers yell at a couple guys on the field, you know, see that fire coming out of his mouth again. Um, Yeah. Moving on to tight end. Once again, not a bunch of ways the roster can shake out at this position. I think the biggest. Obviously, Robert Tunyon's on on the PUP. We'll see when he comes back. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't end up on the PUP to start the season. But uh, we'll just see. I, I really think it comes down to uh, Josiah Deguara and Tyler Davis, the undrafted guy that we picked up last year. I think one of those two guys really have has to show up. The last few years, it's kind of been like, yeah, whatever. We've had Robert Tunyon who showed up pretty well in 2020, but other than that, it's been a lot of just you know the land of misfit toys with these guys. So it would be nice if Deguara or or Tyler was able to show up, just because there there's that spot missing on offense yeah. in in that role.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's weird uh not talking about Jay Sternberger. <laughs>
1: God. I still think. I was listening to a different podcast today too, and uh, I think Matt Schneidman had mentioned how, from the get go, the Packers like knew that was a bad selection. Like he he played like one year of D one football and had a couple big plays, and he was still able to get drafted that high. And it's especially with Terry Mac- McLaurin going the pick after, it's just it's a tough pill to swallow.
2: I didn't know that second part. That is tough. Yeah,
1: um, we did sign Sal Canella. We cut uh, some other tight end. Sal Canelo, we signed last week, though. He had the most receiving yards for a tight end in the USFL that got relaunched this year, and he even had the 11th most receiving yards overall in the USFL. So I don't know. Maybe he'll be a bit of a surprise and push someone like Dominique Daphne or whoever off the roster, but we'll see. I love Dominique. He's, He's the best. It's bad when, and I've said this before, that Dominique Daphne comes in and... You know, takes the roster spot of Jay Sternberger, who was a freaking third round draft pick. Like, that should just never happen. Um,
2: Big Dom, man. Big Dom. (laughs) Yes.
1: Uh, Moving on to the offensive line. Uh, We had some news on Saturday because Brian Balaga was put on the PUP list to start training camp, which, once again, like I said, just means he won't practice the first day. We'll see if he comes back. But. It is uh, not a very good way to start camp. It's probably the biggest. Did you say
2: Brian Balaga?
1: Did I say Brian? Oh my god! I guess he's just been hurt so much. I uh, I'm thinking of him as Brian Balaga. Uh, no, oh, sorry. I, maybe <laughs> sorry.
2: Maybe I'm crazy. Sorry, maybe I'm crazy.
1: David, Bocchi. maybe I like. Maybe I just like. <laughs> heard that, that.
2: too because he is hurt. So yeah. <laughs> well, when we we when you go back and edit it, it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> yeah heard what
1: yeah well we'll have to see but uh brian balaga he is in green bay right now or was yesterday to catch that soccer match which we'll talk about later but uh yeah bakhtiari is still on the pup list cannot practice and i it's hard not to get really worried right now if he's not suited up and playing week one i'm not sure if he's ever going to play for the packers again you know he had the 27 snaps week 17 in detroit and that was the last time he played, and I just—it's—it's it's about as scary as it could be right now. And obviously, with Elton Jenkins also tearing his ACL last season, not the best spot to be in. But uh, with the draft picks of this year, Goody's at least given us a chance on the offensive line. And I mean, I guess I do like the depth we have there. Um, we'll see what happens with Yosh. I think the couple of battles are going to be seeing what happens with Yosh at right tackle. He's probably going to compete there once Bakhtiari comes back. If he does, if not, I'd assume he's going to be the left tackle. But between Sean Ryan and Royce Newman, I think that's going to be the battle at both right guard and right tackle. I think one of those two guys will end up in either of those spots, depending on what happens with Yosh. Um, And Zach Tom, the fourth round draft pick who played center his senior year. We'll see if he becomes that backup center, which is a, a spot on the roster that Rogers has in the past is a very important role because they always end up playing. But Hank, do you have any real takes with the offensive line here?
2: Not really, not really. I don't. Kind of said it all. Um, just uh, scared that Bakhtiari won't be back too early.
1: One one thing I feel this is incredibly stupid. But that gives me a little bit of hope is those American family insurance commercials, there's some giveaway where you can, you know, if you're a kid, you can win one of those bike rides, the Dream Drive, now that they've, you know, called it that so that they can make money off it. Um, you can win this contest and David Bakhtiari will bike to practice with you. So I'm like, okay, well, if he's biking to practice, hmm. that's a little you know makes me feel optimistic about him practicing but you know it probably doesn't really mean much of anything but we'll see there yeah i i feel good about the offensive line especially once we get elton jenkins and bakteri back if uh if they both come back this year um but yeah it'll be interesting too to see with the new offensive coordinator with adam Stenovich if we do turn into more of a run orient team which could play a role in Yash playing right tackle as a as opposed to a Sean Ryan, who would be more of a run blocker as opposed to Yo, Yoshi, who's more of a pass uh, blocker. But we'll see. That's a lot of stupid shit to say when I don't really watch the offensive line all that much. Hey,
2: I, don't think, I don't think you're stupid. Oh,
1: thanks. Well, you know, I didn't say I was stupid. I said I said a stupid thing. I don't
2: think thing. you say stupid things.
1: Okay, thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. Uh, moving on to the defense, starting at corner. And... God as long as these guys can stay healthy obviously it's Jair Eric Stokes and Razul Douglas starting it's looking like Razul Douglas is going to be the slot corner which is where he played during training camp or during OTAs this off season he has a better you know I would think they if Jair didn't have that shoulder injury that's where they'd have him cuz it's more of a playmaker spot on this defense but Razul is just such a you know ball hawk and getting him close to the line he's not afraid to tackle i think that's a good spot for him so we'll see what happens there but after that it really is just kind of a shit show uh we have nixon who we picked up from the raiders he spent some time with our special teams coordinator uh basaccia who's a contributor for the raiders there so i think he's a good lock to make the team and other than that, it's Shamir Gene Charles, who was a fifth rounder last year, didn't show much. And then the two other undrafted guys from last training camp, Kebion Ento and Enos Gaines. One of those two will probably make the roster. And then there's Rico Gafford, who was a practice squad wide receiver last year, who has since converted to corner. So we'll see. And he's also wearing number 37, which is Sam Shields' old number. So any, any big takes on the corners there, Hank? We don't have a ton to talk about. It's just... You know, hopefully, all those guys stay healthy, and we won't have to worry about much.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. Just uh, yeah, but, like I'm excited to watch them. I like I'm most excited to watch them play this year.
1: Yes, if those guys can hold up, I mean, you just get excited because it's like Jair and the rest of the secondary coming together, and then Rashawn Gary getting his shit together. It's like, man, this could be a really, really good defense. Uh, moving on <laughs> to safety. Obviously, Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage will lock up the first two spots there. Amos is playing in a contract year. It's a good year for um, free agents, too, for the Packers, because Adrian Amos and Elton Jenkins are really the only two guys that I would say are would be big losses at the end of this year. Maybe like Alan Lazard, he's in a contract year as well, and Yash, but you can kind of figure those guys out. But other than that, I think the battle is Vernon Scott versus Sean Davis for that third safety spot. Vernon Scott didn't play much at all last year. He was a later-round draft pick a few years ago. And Sean Davis was a guy we picked up and has been running with the twos and and on the dime packages. So we'll see what happens there. Nothing too exciting, and especially with Quay Walker being part of the defense now. Hopefully, we don't need to see that third safety that much. Uh, Moving on to inside linebacker, like I mentioned there. I think the big question for me is how long is it going to take for Quay to get up to speed? Uh, Always with rookies, that's one of the big... things is you know when can they catch up to the speed of the nfl coming from georgia i'm not too afraid of that it's just we really haven't been very good at drafting inside linebackers so that's the big thing uh hank what do you what do you think of quay of quay we, we haven't really heard your take in you know, our first pick this year do you think he's going to be a good player we excited to, or surprised to see us draft him in the first round
2: I, yeah, I was so surprised. Um, yeah. I'm pretty excited. Um, it's always nice to, you know, it's always nice to, like, get something when you already have the thing, mm-hmm. um, you know? So, like, I guess having Vondria Campbell already in there, um, right. it feels like less, less of a risk. Mm-hmm. At, like, not, like, less of a risk, but, like, I think less of, like, Um, a necessity for the team in a way that like, if if he doesn't pan out, like we're risking something by taking him.
1: Yeah. And it's nice just to have that pro next to him who can show him, you know, the ropes and all that. They, I guess their measurables are very comparable as well. So we'll have to see there. It's, I thought of it this off season as well. It's, uh, it's kind of funny how, you know, we've struggled the last decade to find guys to play. Really well at the inside linebacker position, and what it took is literally signing Devondre Campbell. And he talked about this this offseason how he did sign late, but a big reason for that was he wanted to come in and only play the Mike linebacker role. And other teams gave him offers, but they had they told him, you know, we'd probably move him around. And it wasn't until the Packers came and were like, "Yeah, we'll keep you at the position you want to play." So it's literally. Finding a good player who wants to play one certain role and drafting a guy from a top tier college, you know, college team who's extremely athletic. And that's probably going to be what saves our ass at that position for, for the first time, what it seems like forever. Moving on to outside linebacker. Obviously, Preston Smith, we got the other guys behind them with Randy Ramsey and everyone else coming back. You know, we'll see what happens there. Maybe Kingsley and Iqbari will show up in training camp, but edge rushers, rookies, that usually takes a little bit longer too. We kind of saw that with Rashawn Gary. But speaking of Gary, I think this training camp, once again, it's going to be watching him. Is he has he turned that corner to become an elite elite player? We always see these stats where he's one of the top pass rushing edges in the league. I think he had like the highest win rate in the NFL last year for winning pass rushes. But now this is the year where he's got to put it all together and become that clay Matthews, Julius peppers, whatever type player to push this defense to that elite level as well. Uh, You've always been a Bane Gary guy, Hank. What uh, What do you think we're gonna get from Gary this year?
2: Yeah, the only thing I literally ever criticized for Sean about was the Bane thing at first, and then I grew to love it because it's so dumb. So <laughs> yeah, like I actually think he's a genius.
1: I I love it now too. The, yeah, his promos that he cuts with like the Bane narration over it. It's like what I I, I wonder what yeah, software like, he's using because there's so they're weird. So they're like bad they're ads. So bad
2: they're good yeah, yeah they're exactly. so bad they're good like it kind of just feels like something like an adult swim like just gag that is someone's playing for real yeah um which is like awesome
1: it's like if you took a commercial from a different country and converted it to english you know mm-hmm. like it's just there's so much going on it's like there's a qr code and the narration and then bane gary and then there's just always way too much going on
2: yeah it's wild he's a wild child like but like it's also kind of you know how intense and like how much he just probably like loves bane gary and like thinks it's so cool and like you gotta kind of like just love that confidence yeah like
1: like he's I don't think he probably appreciates like the nuance of the main character. He's like, that's a big guy with a mask. I want to be him, you know?
2: Yeah. 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 You know, like I don't think in his position, like they're like, I, yeah, I don't know. He's not, he's not a nuanced guy. He's a, you know, a tackles, a tackle kind of guy.
1: Mm-hmm. He's, he talked, he was one of the few veterans for like the last organized team activity practice. And he just talked about how all offseason he's been thinking about that loss and how this needs to be the year where they put it all together and how sick he is of just losing in the playoffs, which I love that shit. Obviously, you know, we've talked about Z enough on the show and how yeah. much I hate him now, but we didn't really hear the team goals from Z and we're getting that from Gary as a young player. It's nice to see him take more of this leadership role as well. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is like Uh-oh. again the brattiest thing I can say, <laughs> you know. Like Z seemed to like love, like love football for like kind of just being able to be in the light. Yes, you know, like he kind of liked the he liked the light, you know. um
0: No one loves Z Gary more than just Z. Just seems
2: so like yeah exactly, but Gary just seems to like love the football because it's covered in mud and stuck in the ground.
1: Mhm, yeah, no, and i st- I still obviously hate follow Zedarius on social media, and i'm like he's got his fucking photographer following him around everywhere, and I just i i, just, I I'm looking forward to this rivalry, you know i don't hate hate Zedarius, but it's very fun to kind of have this little thing pop back up with him signing with the Vikings so. We'll see how that goes yeah. week week one this year. Uh, moving on to the defensive line. Obviously, we know uh, that the Packers drafted Devontae Wyatt in the first round. We also signed Jeron Reed. Dean Lowry coming back. It seems like this is the first time that Kenny Clark has had a full set of dudes around him, of dogs around him, one could say. And I'm pretty excited about that. But I really think it's going to come down to... Who between Wyatt and Jerron Reed are going to put it together and contribute because Jerron Reed, a lot of people are excited about him, but he seems to have bounced around the league quite a bit. And I'm very excited for the long term, you know, aspirations of Devontae Wyatt, but usually defensive linemen, it takes them a little bit longer to get up to speed in the NFL. Hank? How, are you excited that uh, Kenny finally has some players around him to hopefully, you know, elevate him to that all pro level once again?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. Like the whole defense is pretty exciting to be honest.
1: I it's tough. Cause I'm like, I'm too excited. It's like, there's no way they're going to be able to live up to the expectations that I've built, but Barry's been pretty solid in the, you know, the, Big thing we heard coming in with him was he, you know, he's not like a defensive mind like Petten was of just, you know, he has a set scheme that he wants to do. Barry is more like he's a player's coach and he wants to play to the strengths of the player. So now that we have all these tools for him, I'm very, very excited to see us put it all together. Hopefully, hopefully we win. I'm glad we're playing the Vikings early as well, but uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: It's always fun when it's the first game.
1: Yes, I think we lucked out uh, the COVID year as well, playing them the first game at home and not having Mm -hmm. to worry about any of that other stuff with them getting together. And especially this year, too, with the new head coach and our defense probably being a strength. uh, Hopefully, we'll have that advantage because our defense has played together and now it's going to be Kirk Cousins and everyone on that offense playing the first time with, uh, what's his name, Kevin O'Connell, the Jets' old backup quarterback or some shit. Yeah, so... We'll see. We'll see what happens there. And, of course, moving on to the most important part, especially for this podcast, the special teams. I'll just run through all these little bits here. Mason Crosby is back. A lot of people wondered if he would be after the pretty subpar season last year, but he's back. It seems like Goody realized that it seems to be more of a holding, snapping issue than it was Mason actually missing last year, so maybe we'll find out pretty early. Uh, Pat O'Donnell is the punter, the bears old punter. He's a pretty solid holder. It sounds like, it sounds like that won't be an issue. Hopefully we never have to talk about holding again on this podcast and obviously punting in Chicago. He learned to be a pretty good winter punter as well. I believe in December, he's still averaging like 45, 46 yards a punt, which is when Corey Bajorquez and uh, God, JK Scott seemed to really struggle then we have the most important position battle of all of training camp. Long snapper, Stephen wertle who was our snapper that got, uh, <laughs> who allowed the block against the Niners in the playoffs is back. I'm kind of surprised he's still with the team because he kind of really only joined halfway th- or started halfway through the season. And he's going up against Jack Coco. Have you heard anything about Jack Coco, Hank?
2: Oh, but I'd like to. <laughs>
1: okay, perfect. Uh, Bill Huber wrote a pretty good story on him. This dude, he where was it? It wasn't Virginia Tech. I think it was Georgia Tech is where he's played. He hasn't snapped since high school. He signed on as a walk-on at uh, Georgia Tech, played some offensive line senior year, played tight end, and... Now he signed on with the Packers to compete at long snapper. It looks like the Packers assistant special teams coordinator after the draft reached out to Coco, had him fly out to meet with these other like long snapper coaches, I guess. Coco went there, got the thumbs up from them. Then the special teams assistant sent him to meet with, I forgot who it is, but a former long snapper in the league. He okayed him too, said, okay, yeah, snaps look good. So then they brought Coco in for a tryout. Not even... Didn't even sign him. Brought him in for a tryout, which usually maybe once every couple of years, the team will sign a tryout, but it's usually never more than one or two guys. Comes to the tryout, wins, you know, gets signed the next day, and now he's competing for, you know, to be the starting long snapper for the Packers. So I think it'd be kind of funny if literally what it takes to replace Brett Gould who was the last long snapper who seemed to know what he was doing is literally bringing in a guy who hasn't snapped a football in four years, you know, in, in any uh, competitive environment. So we'll see what happens there, but I'm obviously heavily rooting for Jack Coco after Stephen Ru- Wordle kind of blew it last year. But Hank, any, uh, <laughs> any big special team mistakes you got to get out? I guess we got Rich Passaccia to the new special teams coordinator coordinator and it can't really be, much worse than last year, but anything you're dying to get out here?
2: Not really. I'm just cool, dying for them to get out of that rut.
1: Yeah. I I really, it was bad when after Meninga, we we're like, Ugh, I can't get worse. And then it literally could not have gotten worse than, you know, losing a playoff game because of special teams. So yeah. as long, as long as they're competent, I'll be happy. It It really seems like it's setting up, Like Goody set the table now that if the Packers fail to win it all This year it's kind of Aaron Rodgers And the offense's fault but we'll see A lot of football to be played but uh, Other than that Hank You got any anyone on the roster anything You want to talk about here I think we covered Covered everything pretty well
2: Yeah I'm good I'm good
1: cool all right well we will have a Quick commercial break and then We'll have take news
0: Football Time (laughs) take news
1: all right and we are back take news you know it's been a long off season we got a few things we can just run through here all extremely extremely important but we got to get it out of the way and we'll start here hank the madden rankings it's uh It was the talk of the internet this week. It's pretty smart. I hate Madden. I haven't bought a Madden game in like 10 years, but they're incredibly smart EA to release these rankings, like a position group one at a time a week before training camp starts when we're still just hungry for that football content. And then they just literally give ESPN and all the talking heads shit to talk about for a full week, by just releasing these uh, ratings. But did you see these, Hank? Uh, anything that really got you pissed off? Uh, Tom Brady was a point ahead of Rodgers. AJ Dillon is rated an eighty. The highest receiver we have is Sammy Watkins at seventy-eight Brady's, or seventy-nine.
2: Brady is rated the top quarterback.
1: That's so stupid. I hate. It. I that. I think EA always there's.
2: Oh, they got people yeah, like, there who just
1: love them. Like even I don't think Rodgers should be ahead of Mahomes. Not like it's a big deal, but like yeah, yeah. Rogers a ninety-six and brady being a 90 honestly
2: rogers being at like 96 95 feels right yeah i mean but like I'm, yeah, yeah like it's yeah i don't yeah like it's the so like i don't i don't understand i mean i understand because like there's people at i like i remember when i was really big into madden and i was doing mutt and just like all the people who are working on the game and like doing all the updates just were such big Brady fans. Yes, like and like I think like Tampa Bay Brady fans.
1: That uh, I think they're like Florida based because the Dolphins would always get uh, really high ratings as well. If I remember back mm-hmm. in the day,
2: no, I, I think they are in Miami or something like that. Yeah,
1: I <laughs> EA has just ruined that game. It's so sad that the NFL. I think they re upped with them too, so that no one else can make an NFL football game. But it's just it's the same shit every single year. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the other rating that i hated and this is just way too in the weeds i mean just talking about these bad ratings is stupid as it is but the one that really pissed me off <laughs> is Yash yosh nyman was rated a 66 overall rico gafford the uh current corner who converted from wide receiver is a 65 so ea is saying that uh you know, a guy who hasn't even played professionally at the position he's listed at is just slightly less good than Yash, who started half the season at left tackle for the Green Bay Packers. Just, yeah, yeah just that makes sense. quite the quite the oversight <laughs> um, moving on yesterday. Soccer at Lambeau Field happened. Uh, Munich and Manchester City played their Manchester match, their uh, exhibition match, I should say one nothing rained a lot, but the big thing to talk about, another huge storyline today, Hank, A.J. Dillon getting shoved by the cop. Did you see this? Yeah. Pretty dumb. He, had, I guess during the rain delay, A.J. Dillon went down on the field. He got it okayed by a couple cops, went down there, and the other cop apparently didn't get the message, and literally yanked him back when he was going to do a Lambo leap, and then shoved him after he, like, A.J. seemed to talk to him and explain what was going on, and couple people were throwing beers at the cop and stuff. Not not the best visual to have at uh, Lambeau Field. And uh, what are your thoughts on that, Hank? I don't know if you saw that clip. And also, yeah. do you like these types of events at Lambeau? This is the first soccer match I think they've had, but the Badgers even played there a couple of years ago when they uh, beat LSU. So any big Lambeau thoughts here or thoughts on the cool cop or... <laughs> douchebag cop that yeah well yeah
2: fuck fuck that guy don't touch aj yeah never touch aj true he's he's yeah like no one just he doesn't he deserves he deserves the world um and when you treat him then less than the world like then then like you're a douche true so true so fuck that guy um i I mean I think it's cool to see like Lambo up and running over the summer like that like that, i i yeah. i was uh I saw it on t v actually um and I saw like i don't know it's kind of cool to see Lambo field like you know out to eat and mm. yeah kind of sweet,
1: yeah they usually have one big concert every year too i don't i can't remember what they have this year, but I know they've had like Paul McCartney and Billy Joel in the past, which that would be pretty cool too but once again, kind of like yeah. the helmet stuff, this is about the limits that I would do. I guess I don't know what else you could really do. I've been there at halftime when they had Ultimate Frisbee as the halftime show. That was pretty cool, but uh, nice to see, I guess, another way for the for the team to generate revenue during an offseason when most teams aren't really doing much of anything. Um, moving on, I just want to touch on this quick, but I wanted to be one of the first. Let's not forget this offseason season. Greg Jennings or during training camp here, Greg Jennings is going to be inducted to the Packers hall of fame. I still, I Greg should be a Packers hall of famer. And I guess Kyle isn't here and he's a little harder on Greg Jennings. I don't really like him that much either. I do think he's gotten a bit of a tougher rap than he should, even though he has said some dumb shit, but That'll be a storyline <laughs> this in a couple of weeks here, which I'm sure is going to be great. We're going to get some, someone's going to ask Rogers about Jennings and we're going to get a nice quote that'll make headlines for the day. But speaking of Rogers, I don't think we need to talk about Greg anymore. Everyone's been waiting for this. Rogers obviously got the tattoo, new tattoo, a couple of weeks ago. We're late on it. But Hank, we talked about Rogers a little earlier and who's become what did you think when you saw Roger's tattoo and what do you think of this tattoo overall?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was just like every kid I knew getting tattoos in college.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, not me being in college, just kids that went to college. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, of course, of course, like the person who gets his first tattoo is going to tell you how meaningful it is <laughs> yeah. and like how everything symbolizes something like, like yeah you walk into an undergrad english class and ask anyone that has a tattoo that like i don't know he's it's like you're not special you're just late to the game
1: <laughs> yeah it's uh cuz what he posted it and <sighs> I think he said he's gonna break down the meaning of it, but you know, like, would he yeah. when he gets asked oh. that? I'm sure the statement's gonna start with, "Well, I've done a lot of reflecting over the last few years," and he's gonna just go into some, you know, soliloquy or whatever, explaining why he got it. But I, <laughs> I kind of like it. It's I'm curious to see if it's a business tattoo because if he's still wearing the play wristband armband thing. I think it's going to cover up the whole tattoo when he's on the field, you know. So unless yeah. unless he gets rid of it, but he, I think he's said the last few years like he keeps it because there's there's just so many words when you're saying the play in the huddle that he ha- he's had to keep that wristband. So we'll see there, but yeah, I I agree. I mean, tattoos, you know, do what you want. You know, some like you yeah, said, like some people, I, I, you'll, you'll be in like like frat guys, you know, get fucking tattoos and stuff and it's like I don't know I guess this is a little bit better than that but is it huh is it, is it? I think so I think his
2: looked is it, is I, it? I don't like I, I don't know like it, it oh I thought it looked awful it was so dumb I think it, it, was, it like, looks cool there,
1: there's a lot worse tattoos especially in the NFL well
2: yeah but like I don't know like it's it's so basic bitch it's just so basic bitch <laughs> yeah you know like i'm sure he has like above his above his like bed to something like not all who wander are lost <laughs> right yeah. you know and then he'll tell you oh yeah that's from you know that's that's jr token i bet mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. if
1: if he does the mac show again this year and he does his book club again which you love i bet Bet he will connect something with his tattoo to a book that he brings up this year. I'm gonna call my shot on that right now.
2: He sucks.
1: I guess the last thing to talk, I guess we t- talked about a little bit earlier, but his new girlfriend. Do you have any thoughts on Blue slash Blue Earth, who is a uh, she has came out to, and <laughs> it's so bad. It's like I remember early on in Rogers, this has just been his like personal life throughout his career. Like, he had to say at one point in, like, 2010, 11 or something, because there was this rumor that he got, like, married to his high school girlfriend, sweetheart or something. And he had to come out and say, like, no, I didn't marry my high school sweetheart. Why are you guys asking this stuff? And now, like, we go from that innocent question to now his current partner saying having to come out and say that they are not a witch like (laughs) that is uh, that is how far (laughs) this has swung with roger's personal life um i don't and he takes on the girlfriend we probably shouldn't be talking about this stuff because it doesn't matter and it's stupid but i did like that her name is blue earth which is a city here in minnesota that has the big Jolly giant statue this did you know Mm -hmm. that have you seen the Jolly giant
2: Uh, yeah, I have, but I, I will say that her name is all, her first name is actually the same spelled the same as the e-cig company blue. Yeah.
1: I have, have you smoked a blue e-cig before Hank? Oh, once in a while. I didn't even know the name of that. I always think of. Yeah. Isn't it
2: BLU? Isn't it BLU? No, I think there's.
1: I mean, it seems me right. See. There's just so many U's involved with the e-cigarettes, with Juul and Blue, where I I'm not quite sure because I don't participate. Yeah, let me.
2: I'm 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 fact checking it. Okay, good. Yeah, Blue e cigs Yep, they're like just disposable, throwaway ones.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay, well, well we got yeah. we got to the bottom of that. That was that very was, important.
2: I mean, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw <laughs> her name. I just what's like, the e-cig? E-cig, yeah e Sig.
1: yeah and unfortunately i feel like they they're probably smoking something a lot more uh psychedelic than uh (laughs) e sig's, you know that's a thing too have you seen the picture of like rogers at the golf tournament and everything where his eyes are just beet red
0: yeah
2: okay here is here's the thing yep um like he also reminds me of like someone who's like talks about getting drunk all the time and then like never actually drinks uh-huh <laughs> you know like he's someone that like when push came to shove would he like actually do peyote or is he just like more like the idea of peyote you know yeah. is he actually gonna go into the woods and camp for you know backpack for 30 days or is he just gonna you know walk up a mountain take a picture quick and leave
1: yeah i guess <laughs> i guess it's kind of like the beer chugging thing or it's like hey yeah i want to I want to look like I can do this and then he tries and it. it's like actually you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna lower my beer and just sip on it and give give Dave a uh, thumbs up <laughs>
2: yeah so the like effort's there could, but he'll
1: give up halfway through
2: yeah you can like talk about how much you like alcohol and having like, a glass of scotch after the game and, like yeah. say scotch a hundred times but yeah like, I, I, I hope know. we never like, hear him say that again yeah me too I hope there's a lot that we never hear from him again <laughs>
1: Yeah, what's, I, mean, I was just laughing earlier, you know, thinking about it when he was wearing the leather jacket, going to a crypto convention, and going overseas for his watch company that he's, you know, the face of, and the new girlfriend, and crystals, and peyote. It's just, it's been, it's been a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hank, that's really all I had. You know, I'm sure we'll have a lot more storylines and everything with training camp starting up on Wednesday, but... Man, if, uh, well, I guess I'll, I'll do everyone's favorite part of the episode. If you could please leave a five-star review, that would be cool. Uh, it's been a while, I think, since we've had a new review on iTunes. So you can leave a rating on iTunes. That'd be cool, too. Or Spotify, leave a rating. If you leave a review or if you just want one, uh, want a koozie from us, leave a review, take a screenshot, email it to us in pnppodcasts at gmail.com or DM it to us on Twitter at PMP pod we will send you a free koozie or if I don't know. You just like the show. You can leave a review. That would be nice. You know, I think that does something with the algorithm to have us pop up more with that. Hank, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else?
2: No, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. That's quite, I'm good. That's quite just happy drama. to be here.
1: Perfect. Well,
2: well, well no, I think, uh, I think so. I like you kind of cut out on my end and you went really, really fast for a second. So uh, I think, okay. I think that was, was just a delay. I'm, I'm yeah, glad it like, we've, uh, we've had elven. some
1: technical difficulties here and I'm glad we were able to make it through the whole podcast. It got a little uh, touch and go there for a minute, but at least we didn't have a big screw up until the end. So
2: yeah, rather not. Uh, or uh, Yeah, no, I would, there's no one I'd rather touch and go with. <laughs> Thank you.
1: With that, Hank, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else?
2: Huh? I'm good. Have a great week.
1: Perfect. Well, with that, Eric Huskinen, please don't sue us. How do you
0: want to quit my job? Yeah. Because it just won't pay. I worked all year. I worked all money. And then they took my money away. Yeah. And like me down here. I said, Hey now, little baby, I'm going deeper down in debt. Yeah, honey, I ain't leaving here I got a six pack of beer and a pack of cigarettes. job shove it Cause I ain't working here no more I ain't rich honey you wanna stay Bigger